Tennessee. Greatest podcaster in the land was he. Opened up a bar when he was only three. Drank so much absinthe that he had to go and pee. Jerry, Jerry <laughs> Davis, king of the wild frontier. Mr. Beefalo. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Mr. That's, Beefalo. That's all I got. That's the only version you get. For, that's your Easter present. My Why, thank you. You're welcome. Hello, um, hello and welcome to everybody. This is the Green Hour with Dan and Jerry. Yes. And I'm Dan. And I'm Jerry. And this yeah. is the Green Hour. Thank you. Good night, everyone. Good night. <laughs> wow, that was a quick hour. That was. That was a. That was a. That was a green like a, a, a stop sign hour or stoplight. <laughs> well, everybody, it is. We're recording this on uh, April twelfth, twenty twenty. Easter Sunday for those Easter, of you that celebrate that. Easter Sunday, and both of us are late because we were celebrating Easter and forgot that we were going to podcast. Yes, Becky uh, made a, uh, well, she started out by giving me a Easter bag full of amazing treats, and so I ate some of those, and then got a massive sugar rush, and then went downstairs where she made this huge breakfast of cinnamon rolls and bacon and scrambled eggs and like just all this stuff and got, oh my god and then oh. i'm sitting there and i'm going oh i'm so full i can't even breathe and then i get i get a, a ping from jerry hey did we miss our window <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like oh crap we did miss our window so here we are uh completely stuffed of easter uh breakfast foods and yeah and now talking about uh, alcohol yes which is which is a good thing to talk about, I think, because alcohol consumption continues to climb worldwide. Yes, here we are in day three hundred and ninety-five of the coronavirus <laughs> lockdown. That's what it seems like. <laughs> it does. That is it, what it seems like. Somebody posted something the other day and said, "Fun." It was uh, it was kind of funny how the calendar. This what did they say? It was this was the strangest leap year ever. We had January twenty-nine days in February. 500 days in March and 300 years in April. (laughs) (laughs) But they're not far off. They're not far off. That is about right. Oh, let's see. So I had my, my older daughter prepared a really nice uh, breakfast out on the the back patio. It was a brunch, a mimosa brunch. Oh, that was pleasant. And, And so, and we had French toast with bourbon barrel maple syrup. Oh, and I think it was wasted on me because I didn't taste any bourbon in it. <laughs> so. uh, well, I mean, I'm not uh, placing blame, but she may have drank the bourbon before putting it in the syrup. <laughs> uh, you might want to do a uh, a blood alcohol check on just to be sure. <laughs> well, it was it. it um, oh, I forgot the brand, but uh, everything seems to be aged in bourbon barrels anymore. Have you noticed that? I've noticed. It seems like every there must be a glut of bourbon barrels. Because everything's being aged in them. Uh, it's like I, I went to the gas station and they had premium gas aged in bourbon barrels. <laughs> and it was like $5 a gallon. I'm going, what the hell? What is up with that? Uh, but your exhaust fumes smell amazing. <laughs> yeah, they do. It smells really, really good. <laughs> smells like a fine pipe cigar. Yeah, but you only see can only cigar. <laughs> fine pipe cigar? Pipe tobacco. There you go. That's a new product idea. We make cigars in the shape of pipes. <laughs> I think that's that could, been done. 
I think that could be done. I think that would actually be pretty brilliant. You just kind of mold it into the shape of a pipe and you cut the <laughs> end off and light the other. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> well, how, you could just take corn cob pipes, which are pretty much you know, like a dollar each, and pre-fill them with a tobacco and just sell them as a pipe cigar. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you, you get the corn cob pipe and the button nose and two eyes made out of coal. Yeah. And you get Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> Thank well, you. I'm trying so, to get. I'm trying to get all of our holiday humor in because it's going to be Christmas tomorrow. I so know. we got to we got to hurry. Uh, so I've had two mimosas, a strong beer. Went out and did some yard work. Then remembered that we were supposed to podcast. Came in and loosed myself a nice glass of jade. Oh, very nice. I uh, I had two cups of coffee. And more uh, cinnamon rolls than I probably should have ingested in my entire life, but I don't care. Yeah, I I did have a basket of the my older daughter made baskets for everybody, and she goes, I, I know you're not supposed oh. to have candy, but this is Easter, so here's your basket. And I'm like, oh, oh, that was sweet. Well, you know, I don't eat sugar, but I'll make an exception. <laughs> well, you know, uh, and well, I did. And it's gone. I, you know, uh, I, I got a basket this morning as well. It was lowered to me while I was at the bottom of the well. And they put the <laughs> fucking lotion in the basket. <laughs> so, I don't know if that counts as an Easter basket, but I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, if you need an extra Easter basket, I got one here. So. Oh, all right. Well, so do we have any? Lure that one down to you. Yeah, please do. Uh, please do. Rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets a chocolate egg again. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> So, is there any uh, absinthe news or anything in the in you the know, middle I'm, of all this uh, all of this uh, stuff? No, I, I'm totally. I don't know. I, yeah, I think we're I, just I gonna have to wing it. Yeah, I think uh, so. I do know that we have a representative from the uh, U.S. Uh, Bartenders Guild. Oh, uh, did the, who did, wants to talk to us, and um, we keep on not 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 being able to connect. Yeah. Um, but she's available tomorrow night. Oh, so if you are Monday night, we can, and we're only talking five to 10 minutes. It's not going to be a lot. Then let's do that. Let's, uh, let's let's talk to her. In fact, what we could, what we could do is we could edit out this part. No, no. What we'll do is we'll say, okay, we're going to insert it here. Kim, thank you for joining us here on uh, the the Green Hour with Dan and Jerry. Unfortunately, Dan didn't make it, or he hasn't made it yet. But um, I, I'd like to know: if, can can I get you to introduce yourself and yeah, and uh, tell me about your organization? Sure. So my name is Kim Hasarud. Um, I am the vice president of the United States Bartenders Guild. We are a five hundred one c six three. Um, and I am also, we have a charity arm called the United States Bartenders Guild uh, Foundation, and I'm on the board of directors for that as well. Personally, I am a consultant. I have a consultancy called Liquid Architecture. So I help um, do beverage programs for a lot of hotel restaurants and chain restaurants and work for a lot of liquor brands as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, now I I had come across the uh, advertisement, I guess you would say, from the USBG on Instagram, uh, saying that you were doing this this thing for everybody who was affected by the current pandemic. I immediately forwarded that mm-hmm. to a lot of my bartender and waitstaff friends, and then I 
pulled out my card and I went over and I donated. And, but I wanted to do more, and that's why I reached out to you. And uh, that's what I would like to help spread your message. Well, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate you uh, you contributing to the cause and help help spreading the word. So I could tell you a little bit more about um, this fund and to, to give you a little more context. So we started our charity uh, back in 2015 and with the mandate of wanting to give back, help bartenders. You know, as, as you may or may not know, a lot of bartenders don't have a big safety net, <laughs> you know, don't have a lot of insurance. Some of them live hand to mouth. So um, we wanted to be able to, and especially when a catastrophic event happens, like they get into a car accident, there is a fire, there's a flood. They don't have a lot uh, to rely on to help them through that process. And so we wanted to provide them with some kind of emergency assistance. We've given grants. So we have um, a couple of different funds um, within our charity. We have the Helen David Relief Fund. So that actually gives grants to bartenders who are going through breast cancer treatments. We, and then we also have the, we call BEEP, which is the Bartender Emergency Assistance Program. And that's what gives emergency assistance for bartenders going through some kind of a catastrophic event. So for example, we gave grants to people who had devastated places of work and homes during Hurricane Harvey and those floods, the California wildflowers, uh, even more recently, the Nashville tornado, we had some bartenders that lost their homes. So we, we were able to give some grants for that. So most recently, you know, um, and, you know, uh, so we, with this COVID-19 um, crisis, you know, as you can imagine, this has just been an unprecedented time oh, for yeah. us. Yeah. I mean, I mean, never before 9-11 and any war time, nothing has been like this significant that has affected so many people at in such a short amount of time. So we have, you know, it's definitely required us to scale up our technology and our processes. You know, normally when we would give a grant out, we would get maybe 12 applications a quarter. Uh, we have over a quarter of a million applications. Oh yeah. God, I, I imagine just you're completely flooded. Have, have you been able to, um, to help with those or is it just too many? No, no, we, we've been able to, to scale up significantly with both our technology, uh, which has been amazing. And, and our group of volunteers, we have trained over 450 volunteers that are actually helping us through application screening and this whole vetting and approval process. So, you know, we're, we're now kind of a few weeks in and we're running on, running on all four cylinders. So we feel really, really good about the process. You know, our normal uh, process application time before the crisis would take about four to five weeks. Uh -huh. um, you know, again, unprecedented. So we're, we're still kind of a, hoping to, to hit that target, but um, you know, with, with the scale up and so forth, but um yeah, it's been it's been really amazing to see how many people have have helped out, and you know we we've reached out to a lot of people and put it on our website if you want to to volunteer to help with the screening process. And one thing that's really interesting is that you know in order to be a screener or uh, a vetter, you can't have submitted an application because it's kind of a conflict of oh, interest. Oh yeah, yeah, I can see but that. We've had quite a few people that says, you know what, I want to help out. I want to volunteer. I'm going to please rescind my application. 
um, which has been, yeah, really interesting, interesting and kind of heartwarming to, to see, you know, people recognize that there's maybe other people that need this more than I do. Um, but yeah, so we, you know, we've already started granting, um, out funds this week. So, um, and I, it's, it's hard because, you know, we're situated to give emergency assistance. So we're, it's not enough to, to make someone whole again. Our grants are going to range anywhere from 150 to $500. And it's really based on emergency need. So it's not going to make you whole, but it's going to, you know, put some food on the table. It yeah. might help pay you a couple of bills. It might help offset your rent, you know, and it's really meant for, to give you a little bit of cushion, to give you a little bit of breathing room while you figure out your next steps. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I was I was going to ask you about the volunteer opportunities, but uh, you already beat me to it. Um, I, I think it's wonderful that that people could sign up and volunteer. They could go to your website at was it usbgfoundation.org That's and it. and uh, donate. And yeah. if you're in need, there's a, a place for you to uh, to ask for help. Yep. So there's right on the website, um, there's a place where you can fill out an application. It's pretty easy. And we also have um, FAQs. So if you have any questions about eligibility, um, you know, there's, there's all those questions can be answered. And if you've already filled out an application and have questions about your status, for example, we have a whole section of FAQs for, for that as well. Well, I think that's... Um... I, I think we've given them the information they need. Uh, I want to thank you for doing this. Uh, I understand. Yeah. Uh, well, c- can I ask you to tell us a little bit about you? And uh, I understand you have some uh, some books. I do. I wrote, uh, uh, you know, my, my day job is a, is a consultant, but I've also written a series of cocktail books just called the 101 series. So 101 margaritas, 101 champagne cocktails, 101 mojitos and tropical drinks. So I, yeah, I helped author the, um, 101 cocktail book series. Oh, so, yeah. okay. I'll be looking yeah. for those. Thanks. Thanks. Because Thanks I, I'm definitely not much of a bartender myself, but, uh, I've taken some classes and, uh, I'm interested in doing it. But the funny thing is, is, um, I've never I, I don't throw parties much, so I don't ever get a chance to do it. It's usually me making a, um, a cocktail for myself and sitting here in front of the microphone and then talking to, to Dan on the podcast. Cause that, that's what we do. We generally have an absinthe drink and then we celebrate the green hour and uh, uh, nice talk about just whatever while we're drinking absinthe. So that's about it. Wow. Wow, that's that's an acquired taste. I'm impressed. Well, it's yeah. uh it's a long story from both of our sides, but he was trying to bring it to America back before um and the the guy who does uh, uh Jade and and Lucid made it first. But it was a it was a real battle getting it. <laughs> because it turned out it was never illegal in the first place. Everybody just assumed it was. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, um, I, I guess, uh, I guess Dan's not going to make it. So I'll, I'll say thank you for joining us and, uh, I'll be splicing this into the recording that we actually did yesterday. So. It'll okay. Be kinda... okay. And you know, I'd like to just add one, uh, add one other thing. Sure, um, sure. On our, on our website, we offer a lot of other resources. So we have, um, resources 
for like your local unemployment offices and, and resources for other, we're working with Tobin Ellis's um, hospitality relief dashboard. So that's available. And if you click on the state, it'll tell you a local, um, a lot of state and local resources and other nonprofits that you can apply for, for grants to as well. Um, we also have the USBG. We're working on some other health and wellness initiatives and programming for people to, to tune into. So look out for that. We have a, a Facebook page and we'll be making some announcements for that as well. So, you know, keep, if you keep connected to our organization, just on Facebook or social media or on our website, you know, we're offering a lot of other, um, outreach and, uh, a lot of other ways to engage the community and, um, assist and, and help out and network. So. All right. Well, I'm liking your page right now and following it as I speak. So, <laughs> well, thanks again. Uh, anything else you'd like to, to add before uh, I hit stop record? Yeah, no, I would say um, if, if you yourself are, are, in, are in a position to donate, please do. You know, like I said, our, our, our grants run anywhere from 150 to $500. So any amount will, will definitely go to, to help someone. So yes, we've gotten a lot of big donors, but we appreciate the small ones just as much. So if you or your company um, know, uh, can have the ability to donate, this is great because uh, bartenders need it. Yes. And it's not just bartenders, right? It's it's also wait, wait staff. Do they? Yeah. It's, it's anyone who's in the business of serving alcohol. Ah, see, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you. Um, so anyway, uh, you guys probably <laughs> theoretically just heard the, what I inserted the, our conversation yes. um, with Kim. Um, but uh, at this point, as, as of right now, Dan and I have no idea what had happened yet. Yeah, so, we don't know. I'm sure so, it was amazing, though. I'm sure it was wonderful. Riveting and informative. <laughs> Yes. Un- unlike our conversation now. <laughs> yeah, which, is, which is unnerving and disturbing. <laughs> okay. Well, this, oh, hey, you, you've got about a bunch of absences you were going to um, tell us about. I did? Yeah. You got all those for your birthday? Oh, I haven't, even, yeah, to... I haven't even cracked those open yet. Good God. Did, I'm like, you wanna... I'm slacking right now. Did you want to crack one open for the show? You know what? As much as I would like to, I actually have things I have to do today. And if I, if I go down, are you driving somewhere? What? Are you driving somewhere? No, no. I have, I've got like five different projects here around the house that I have to do. And if I start, if I start drinking now, my friend, that bookcase is going to look more like a Picasso painting than an actual bookcase. <laughs> it's going to be well, bad. Are you going to build a bookcase? Yeah, I got bought oh. a book. I bought a bookcase, and it needs to be. It's a big bookcase. It's like it's one of those IKEA Klaxons. I don't know if you've ever seen those. Oh no, but I know what you're talking it's about. It's got twenty. It's got twenty five cubes in it. Holy mackerel! Yeah, it'll be like it, by the time I'm done, it'll look like all the different pieces from Tetris all over the room. <laughs> Is what it's going to look like. So well, I'm, I'm going to have to abstain. What is going into? Uh, it's going to actually go into the tiki bar. Oh, out back? Out back. Uh, that room is finally starting to get cleared out. Uh, my goal for today is to go out, move all of the stuff that's in there into the garage, 
clean the floor, put that bookcase up, and put the bar out there. And the tiki bar will at least be started. Well, tiki bar slash cigar lounge, uh-huh. which may actually which may actually be where I'll move the uh, the recording studio out to. Oh, nice! So, yeah, because I have a I have an extra laptop, and I, I might just move my uh, my microphone out there and just record from uh, from the tiki bar. Well, that would be cool. I mean, yeah. give it a try at least once. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I figure it'll be easy because. I've got I've got super I I installed the most bulletproof hardcore Wi-Fi that I could find, and it works great. It's Net Netgear Orbi. I don't know if you've heard of it. No, no. Uh, but it, what, is it a mesh system or what? It's it's a mesh. Yeah, it's a mesh. Yeah. I've got I've got those two, are the best. I've got two satellites uh, throughout the whole house, and let me tell you. Regardless of what room I'm in, Wi-Fi is like dead strong everywhere. Awesome. Five bars, five bars just across the board. Oh yeah. So all that to say, I will not be drinking any absinthe today. But what? I, but I, the recommendation I did have was uh, more uh, entertainment related. On CBS now, the uh, Jordan Peele Twilight Zone series. Oh. I am not kidding you, Jerry. I was so skeptical of this show when it came out last year, right? Mm-hmm. And it was it was one of the first ones that CBS uh, On Demand did. And I thought, oh, I should watch it, but oh, I hated the I hated the reboot that Henry Rollins did, and it's like you can't replace Rod Serling, and it's like you just I I was just so reticent to even watch it, and I said, you know what? We finished up Picard. Uh, the, the Walking Dead finale hasn't come out yet, so let's just sit down and watch one. Oh my God, Jerry! Huh? It is absolutely fantastic. It has the same feel, the same vibe. Jordan Peele is uh, the narrator. He does the Rod Serling thing, but mm-hmm. he's, he, it's it's he makes it his own and he works it. It's not funny. It's not campy. It's like it, and the stories are great, huh? Yeah, it's well, really at, good. So that's my at, recommendation. At, at least it's not William Shatner doing it. No, but they did. <laughs> but, but they did do an homage uh-huh. uh, to him. There was one. Uh, the second, the second installment had to do with a the an airplane. Uh huh. Flight. I won't give away any spoilers. But if you're quick, you will totally catch an homage to the William Shatner uh, episode of Twilight Zone. Oh, cool. It's very cool. I I think you would love it. I would love for you to watch it and we can discuss. All right. Well, I, I was, uh, you know, I'm a big Red Dwarf fan and I was very, very pumped that they were coming out with what I thought was a new series. It turned out it was a 90-minute uh, TV movie special. Oh, was it good? But- it was, I had to, I had to install VPN oh. and then I had to connect to, uh, uh, the channel in England called Dave, uh, which, which what, now Dave owns... Tyler, is he, is he doing his own <laughs> channel? The, the channel is called Dave. Dave TV. <laughs> Dave TV. Wasn't that, didn't, uh, David Lee Roth do a, a video like where he called his, uh, in the eighties, he had a thing called Dave TV. 
I don't know. I'm, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up, and I'm almost positive he did. So I think that would be uh, that would be pretty funny to have Dave. Well, TV. anyway, I I was able to get in there, and I started. I, I I tuned in when it said that it would start. Right. And I made adjustments for Greenwich Mean Time, and for some reason, no, it had started a half an hour earlier than that, and so I came in in the middle of it. I was so bummed. But I watched what I could, but then fortunately they have a thing where they put it on, on demand on the same thing on the website for free because of the pandemic. There's a lot of stuff up there for free now across the board on all, all the different streaming things. That's kind of exciting. Yeah. And so I was able to finally go and watch the whole thing, but I mean, I have, I own all the rest of them on Apple TV for my iTunes and so I went, okay, well, they'll come out with this in a few days and I'll just go and buy it and then I'll have it. And no, it's not up there. They're not releasing it till the summer. I'm like, what? Right. Well, no, it's a good thing I went and watched it while it was, <laughs> while yeah, it was up well, there. Yeah, well, it was still a thing. I just yeah. think of that TV thing from the. Okay, so. From the <laughs> okay. Oh, I see it. Oh, gosh. Wow. Yeah. He does not look even good there what no, is it there's a monkey pouring cream into his coffee or something yeah, you see that uh, yeah, that it's, lamp it's a, it's, a, it's a lamp i want that lamp it's kind of badass now uh, unrelated story uh <laughs> well, becky and i went to um what, what, what did we go to was it tj maxx and they had You're a freaking a- they had a freaking monkey lamp that i have to buy for our uh for the uh for the tiki lounge because it's like absolutely amazing. And let me send you a picture of that. It was 39 bucks. It was one of those things where I'm like looking at it and going, I don't know. Do I buy this or do I wait? It's like, it's, well, I don't it's know. Not... 39 bucks and you like it. I would just go for it. It's when I, it gets know, above 50 that I hesitate. Yeah. That's when it gets, uh, that's when it gets kind of sketchy. Oh, I think I might have deleted it. Okay. So no, that's the English version is not Dave TV. It's Dave channel. Dave Channel, all right. Dave so that, Channel. That's, 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 that's a little bit different than Dave TV. Yeah. The whole different thing. <clears throat> so here's my question to you, my friend. So okay. you're working from home. Yes. <clears throat> is your entire office closed down? It is. Uh, in, the, except... in the sense of people being there. Yeah, uh, the only people there are the ones who live on in the penthouse area, right? And the receptionist still comes in, and the mailman or the our our the guy who does our mail, right? He he's still working and sorting the mail and putting it and and apparently, I could badge in to the lobby if I wanted to, during business hours and go get mail, and that's about it. But hmm. we're, our area here is starting into its intense period. Yeah. You know, we're, we're okay, this is, this is where it's going to get really bad. And so yesterday, my daughter and her uh, fiance went to Costco and scored a bunch of stuff, including a Costco size thing of toilet paper. So we're set. And we're going to just stay in lockdown for about three weeks. Is that what they said? Well, that's what we're going to do. 
Oh, I mean, right. you could still go outside. There, it's not like law; you can't go outside. Right. But right. we're going to. But the only things, our only vector of infection right now is my son and my future son-in-law still goes to the the shop, which he works. All three of us work for the same company, and he works in the um, the uh, uh, warehouse, and they're still shipping things out because it's a. It's an essential business. I mean, right, elevators right. still have to be repaired, especially in hospitals. Right. So he's shipping elevator parts out for repairs. And he's the only person working outside the house right now. Oh, wow. But but I I know our warehouse. I've I in fact I I have to write an article about it today. Uh they're they're all masked up. They take their temperature when they come in. Um and it's all recorded. the The drivers for FedEx and everything they get their temperatures zapped with the laser thing, and um, everybody stays six feet away from each other. Everybody's wearing masks, so it's well, now, pretty safe. Here's the question, and this is something. This is a question that I've had just because I don't understand the full effect of this. So let's say, yeah, let's say I'm a FedEx guy, and I go to your place, and they zap me with the temperature gun. And I've got a fever. What happens next? They turn you away. They and turn they me report, away. They turn you away and they report you to FedEx. Hey, you got a driver who's got a fever. Oh. Because they're not supposed to be working if they're sick. Oh. Did anyone think to give them more cowbell? <laughs> Apparently not. What? <laughs> more cowbell. Like, dude, I got a fever. And the answer is more cowbell, that old Saturday night skit. No, I don't remember the you fever part. Have, you don't have any any uh I've I've reference I've, to that? I've only I think I've never seen the original one. I've just you seen the see, one Dude, my god, you have to watch the original one. It's Christopher Walken. And mm -hmm. they're talking about the Blue Oyster Cult song going for the Reaper. And, and, it, and it needs more cowbell? And, yeah, and, well that it's actually based on a true story. Oh, okay. There is, there's actually a true story. I read it. I read this from uh, uh, from one of the members of Blue Oyster Cult because they were asking him. They they were saying, you know, that thing on Saturday Night Live is pretty funny. And he goes, well, yeah. He goes, the funny thing is, it's it's loosely based on a true story that the producer came in when they were recording Don't Fear the Reaper. And he kept saying it needs something. It's like the, the song needs something. And they go, well, well, we originally thought it'd be cool to have like a xylophone. Uh-huh. In there. And so they played that, you know, with the ting, 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 ting. And the guy goes, No, 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 that's not it. It's like that's not that's not the sound. And they go, Well, well, what about a triangle? And then they came in and did a triangle, and it was like, No, that definitely wasn't it. And so then the guy goes, he goes, Well, what what if we what if we threw a cowbell in there? <laughs> and so they bust out a cowbell and it's too big and ringy. Uh-huh. And and he goes, No, that's 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 kind of the sound, but it's not the sound. So they got a bunch of tape and they taped it up so that it wouldn't ring. And it was just that thunk, uh -huh. that cowbell thunk. And he goes, oh, my God, that's it. That's the sound. That's the, that is the more cowbell we need. And so that's where the whole joke came from. I need to go back and, and listen to hear the cowbell in you, there. You do. You do. Because Christopher Walken, he, he, like, they go through the song and, they do it a couple of times, and, he, and one of the lines he says, he says, guys, I've got a fever, and the only cure is more cowbell. <laughs> so, so all that to say, that's where my joke came from. Of the, well, I'm uh, glad you explained it to me, because now I know. 
Yeah, you know what? And, uh, another piece of useless knowledge that our readers uh, can uh, can listen in on. Readers. I keep, I keep You've been doing that they're... since 2011. Oh, my God. Since 2009. <laughs> oh, yeah. 2009. Oh, yeah. Is that, would that be right? 2009. 2009, not 2009. Well, it's not soiling green. Um, dear, dear listeners, uh, Dan for the longest time was in the publishing industry and was an editor and a yeah. publisher. So it's you're all still readers to him. <laughs> yeah, you're all. <laughs> I it could be that Billy Joel song. <laughs> You'll always be readers to me. <laughs> By the way, speaking of, of Soylent Green, I, you know, I've known the reference, I've known the jokes, I've seen the memes for years, but I had never seen the movie. Oh, the movie's a classic. The movie, it's finally last week, Becky says, we're sitting down and we're watching it. We are uh-huh. going to watch Soylent Green. I'm going, all right, well, let's watch it. I think that'll be fun. Horribly overacted. Well, yeah. Horribly. The, the acting was terrible. We went back and, and looked at all the money they spent on that. They spent over $4 million on that film. Oh, and that was a long time ago. So it was... That was a long time ago. But here's my question. Where did the money go? <laughs> Into because the producer's the sets, pockets. The, the, obviously, the sets were horrible. The The acting was... I mean, of course, you got you got Chuck Connors in there, which is always one of my favorite actors. Uh-huh. And you got Charlton Heston, one of my favorite actors. And you've got... Uh, 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 more cowbell. James Cagney. More cowbell. But who who else was in there? Uh, I, Edward I, G. Robinson. Edward oh, of Robinson. course, Edward G. Robinson. He was yeah. great. And then, but like, we I watched the movie and I'm going, $4 million? Where did that money go? Because everything was filmed on the Universal backlot. There were no major props in it. Like, everything was like, it was just, yeah, it was just like, a classic movie. We were saying how someone well, needs to take it and remake it today. They they may have uh, spent it on marketing. That could have been. Because that's where a lot of the budget goes. If they were smart, they would have come out with Soylent Green bars <laughs> to sell. You, you have you have, you could buy Soylent Green now. Yeah, you can. They have that, Soylent. Well, it's, it's and, just called Soylent. I know, and they seem to be clueless about what they're doing because everybody's... Maybe it's me. Everybody is making fun of them, and they're like, what? 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 What are you talking about? No, but but it it was a great movie, and it was fun to watch, and it definitely needs a reboot. I think it needs a reboot. That, I could see that one being rebooted. I can yes, with Woody Allen uh, playing the girl. My favorite um, sci-fi with him in it. And in fact, I think it's the only one it was oh, called sleeper sleeper. Absolutely. Yeah. Without question, without question. He was great in sleeper with the, the uh, what was, what was the orgasmatron? The go- orgasmatron. Yeah. I don't know if had you remember when we were both going to the San Joaquin Delta college. And did you ever m- make it up into the press room? At the- no. Okay. In in the press room for the Delta Impact, that was the name of the the newspaper that I worked on. So in the press room, 
there's there's a, a back then for especially for back then there was a state of the art dark room right and the door to get into it was like a revolving door but it was all black had no windows and you walked in and then you slid slid the door around it would it would just it was it was a cylinder like like a revolving door yeah it, it, or or like one of those you're stepping into a bank teller um one of those vacuum machine <laughs> Uh, oh yes, yes, and get sucked thing. into it too. Yeah. But. and so it, but it it would swivel around so it would never let light in. And then you step into the dark room and it's all just you know dim red light. But someone had the brilliant idea of printing out a great big sign and putting it up on the top of it, and it was labeled the Orgasmatron. <laughs> <laughs> and That's I'm funny. pretty sure there was a lot of orgasms in the orgasmatron. Oh, I'm sure there were. Yeah, that was the uh uh the big makeout room was the dark room. Oh yeah. Uh, of any uh I'm sure high school or college uh dark rooms was a what and, and a also hybrid of sexually transmitted disease. <laughs> Well, another thing, I mean, if, if memory serves me, there was 24 hour access to that room for the right people. Oh, so, cause it was, it was uh, that it was an actual newspaper, right? And it was, it was part of the, we got into this a lot because we had problems with administration, but, right. um, uh, a college newspaper is an actual newspaper and protected by the, you know, the first amendment and cannot be manipulated by the, by the administration. Right. Right. right? And even though the administration would try to kill certain stories, the newspaper uh, editor would go after the administration all the time for wrongdoing. And they were, Delta was full of wrongdoing. So their own newspaper was constantly breaking news about them and oh, everybody was pissed off. And there was, there was a lot of drama going on in that newsroom. I tell you. Right. But uh, all that to say, I I watched Godzilla last night. Oh, the new one. Godzilla (laughs) King King of Monsters. Yeah. Did you like it? Mm, I liked it, but I didn't. Really? I liked it, but it didn't. Tell me, tell me more. Tell me more. Okay. For me, because I liked it, I really enjoyed it. I thought of all the Godzilla movies that have come out, other than the original. Uh, well, see, see, that's that's where I have a problem. Godzilla, to me, the charm of Godzilla was the fact that it was a guy in a big, really heavy rubber suit doing sumo wrestler moves. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That was the charm of Godzilla to me. And so here, now you just have this huge CGI destruction fest. Right. Which was fun to watch, but it it didn't have the magic or the soul of the Godzilla movies that I love. Right. Well, and I think that's, I yes, I will but, agree with you on that. But they did put the Blue Oyster Cult Godzilla song at the end. And that, got, that got my thumbs up. That that did that was a redeeming uh, redeeming point for me. It was, definitely uh, was. And <coughs> history shows again and again how nature yeah. points out the folly of man. Go go Godzilla! Now here's here's my question to you on that. Uh, 
would you agree that of the current Godzilla remakes, you remember the you remember the Michael Bay one with um, uh, uh, who was it? Uh, the guy that played Ferris Bueller? Oh no, that wasn't Michael Bay. That was. Um... Or maybe he was attached to it, but that was uh, Ron Emmer. Um... Oh, Abrams. Abrams. That was no, Abrams. Jerry, Jerry no, Abrams? No, no. That was the guy, the, the guys. It was a team who made 2012 and oh, the yes. day after, and they made that Godzilla. Not Jerry J. Abrams. No. no. <laughs> Jerry okay. J. Abrams. Wasn't that? It? <laughs> that was his name. Wasn't it Jerry J. Abrams? I know you're Jerry J. Davis, but I mean, isn't there, isn't it Jerry J. Abrams? There's there, it's, you know, now that you, Jerry Abrams. Now that you said that, I can't remember his real name. I'll find out. <laughs> so I'm going to Google it. Google. Who is Jerry J. Abrams? Oh my God. All 15 of my Google devices. J.J. <laughs> Abrams. J. Is the J. Jerry though? I don't know. I've only known him as J.J. But you know, I'm a JJ. I'm JJ. That would be so weird if he's actually no. It's Jeffrey Jacob Abrams. Oh, all right. See, I was all excited. I thought it was Jerry J. Abrams. So, you know yeah. what? He'll always he'll always be Jerry J. Abrams to me. <laughs> um. Oh, oh, back to my original question: Would you agree that out of those the that Godzilla with uh? Matthew Broderick. Thank you. I keep wanting to call him Matthew McConaughey, which would have been a totally different film. That one, and then the other one that was that was came out a couple of years ago that was horrible again. And then this one. Out of those three, would you not agree that this one, the most current one, was the best out of those three? I would say so. Yeah, but uh, I'm. I know a lot of people will totally disagree with me, but I, I did like the Matthew Broderick run. Broderick. Did you really? I did. But, I mean. I was so disappointed. Well, I, I liked it up to a point when they, then they tried to, when they had the, all the baby Godzillas. Oh, and, yeah, that's where I lost it. Yeah, and there were like raptors, which they were kind of capping on. Jurassic Park, but then you had Jurassic Park. What was it? Two, where the T uh, Rex got loose in San Diego, right? And then right. you had the Godzilla moments where the people are running from it, and of course they yes. had that one shot where it was all the Asian people looking up, going ah, right. that was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was that was that was classic. Uh, that was classic. Uh, okay, classic. so out of those three, yeah, okay, I, I did like this one. But, All right. but that makes me feel better. I almost but, was having to disown you for a second. But so. I did like the ending of the predecessor to this one better, where he's fighting those monsters, and at the last minute, he grabs that one by the face, rips its its jaws open, and breathes fire down inside of it to kill. Oh, it. down its throat to kill it. Yes, that was awesome. That was pretty cool. That that was a very very uh, hardcore moment. But you know, though, surprisingly, the one I really enjoyed was the King Kong one, the remake, the the new newest King Kong. Oh, the one that um, Peter Jackson did. Yeah. No, no, uh, no, no, no. The 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 same people who made these. Oh, Skull Island. The Skull, Skull Island. Island. Yeah. I 
thought that was brilliant. So, you know, the next one is going to be King Kong versus Godzilla. I heard rumor of that. What? No, they actually, there's a, there's a Easter egg at the very end of this Godzilla. It was the last one, the King of the Monsters one. Right. Where they're showing them that that's the next one. So now here's my question to you, my friend. And they mentioned King Kong in this movie like three times. So who is going to win that battle? My guess is it's got to be Godzilla because, number one, he's nuclear-powered. King Kong, just a big monkey. I'm trying to remember if there was a winner in the original King Kong versus Godzilla. I think it was a draw. I think it was because you couldn't kill him off. No, you can't you can't kill them off and people love both of them too much. I would yes. think if okay, I'm dusting some brain cells off and I think the answer is or at least and I could be wrong, King Kong and Godzilla were fighting and then there was another monster came along and then they had to team up and beat that monster and then at the end they were like, okay. They were like buddies. It was a draw. No, I don't think, they don't think they're buddies, but they're kind of like, okay, we're not going to fight. Okay. All right. right. Bye. Bye. Later. Stuff my right. lawn. So it wasn't, yes, yeah, exactly. It was more like, okay, uh, thanks for playing. Yeah. Uh, get get out of my yard. Yeah. Right. Stay off my island. Get off, but, stay off my island. And so I'm, I'm guessing that that would be how this one works. That's, right. that's my prediction. Well, we'll see. We'll find out. Stranger things have happened, my friend. Now, on an alcohol-related front, let me ask you this. Uh, I have been... I wouldn't say I've been breaking quarantine because there have been things I've had to go out and do, such as pick up some prescriptions, go pick up some necessities and things like that. And at least here in Southern California, uh, there yesterday especially... There was a ton of people down in Huntington Beach. Oh, geez. Almost like a regular Saturday in Huntington Beach. I mean, obviously, downtown was kind of a ghost town because all the restaurants, the bars, and shops were closed. But people were walking around on the beach. There were people on the beach, people riding bikes, walking. And, like, I would say maybe 10% were wearing any sort of face protection uh, it, it was just—it was just crazy. Well, just, were they at least socially distancing? Well, kind of. I mean, there was people riding bikes, and they'd still ride past you, you know. And well, someone's apart. not like coughing on you as they go by. Well, that we know of, but I mean, <laughs> uh, who, you know, who knows? This could be—I uh, I, nobody was eating any bats, so that was a good. <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think there was any uh, any uh, rodents being. Well, the problem is nobody really knows enough about this to be able to predict it completely. But the CDC is still saying it can't be airborne. And yet, and see, I I have an immunocompromised girlfriend. She's very immunocompromised. And so she's keeping up on this really, and she's totally isolated. I can't even see her. Um, right. If if I do, I'm ten feet away from her and make sure I'm downwind from her. Right. Right. Um, I have to stay downwind for most people just because. Of 
but that's a whole different, that's a different, story. that's a different thing. Yeah. Um, anyway, so she's looked up things where the, there's these, uh, universe universe. Um, Oh, you can tell I've have, I've, I've, I've had some alcohol. You've had, you've had a few beverages. Yes. Um, university studies, medical university studies, where they're trying to ascertain if it can in fact be airborne and they have oh. shown tests where it can be airborne, but then uh, other scientists and doctors are refuting it saying, look, you're not testing people. You're testing a mechanical device that's blowing it out. And of course right. it's going to be airborne. If you do that, um, there there's, there's a problem with CPAPs, you see, um, from what I read in uh, that big outbreak in Washington where all the older folks in that old folks home passed away is because right. they didn't realize, or at least they say they didn't realize it was COVID-19 and they didn't have ventilators. So, so they just put everybody on CPAPs and the CPAPs, which you and I both use, um, exhaust your breath and blow it out like crazy from the mask. Because oh, all yeah. it is is a big, a big air pump. Exhaust pipe. It's a big exhaust pipe. Yeah. And that aerosolized the the virus, which caused it to spread through the whole facility. Right? And so the CDC does have a thing on there saying, if you have COVID-19 and you use a CPAP, you better contact your doctor to see if you should continue using it. Right. Right. Which makes me nervous but i isolate upstairs i have the whole attic to myself two rooms sealed off so if i do get sick i'm up here and if anybody comes up here they could just you know wear a mask and not touch anything but right right but i plan on putting a mask over my cpap mask you know uh you know because i have some I have some masks, not N95 ones, but at least right. if I, my theory is if I put it over the exhaust on the CPAP hose thing, that would at least catch some of it and not be right. spraying it out. Right. That's my plan. Well, here, I, I think, I mean, I think that's a, that's a very solid plan. And I mean, uh, you know, obviously, uh, have, have you thought about that? Well, yes, I have, as a matter of fact. And, and ironically, uh, Becky has uh, been thinking about that as well, because sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night and she's got a pillow over my head. <laughs> and I'm thinking that's very, really. that's, very, that's very thoughtful of her to try to you know protect herself, but, but I can't really <laughs> breathe very well, so I have to push it off. And it's, I don't know. So, it's just, it, it's <laughs> so she just sits of, on your face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I do have some alcohol news. Okay, good. Um, I the you know because it is the green hour and yes. that's uh, so part of Becky's basket that I uh, that I created for her uh-huh. because because really we we go everywhere together and it's hard for me to get out and get away by myself to do it. So we were at uh, the CV the I almost <laughs> I almost said the CDC. Yeah, we went to the CDC just to pick up some essentials. <laughs> yeah, like botulism, and uh, I have a side of H one N one. Do you have any of that left? Thank you. There, here's, um, here's some um, 
Here's some uh, zombie semen for you. Yeah, here you go. Have some of this. Yeah, Black Plague. Yeah, we have that on special. Here, take two vials. Uh, so uh, I went there while she was standing in line, and uh, I because she was way down an aisle, I figured I could buy her Easter basket stuff and be able to hide it. Well, one of the things, I went to the liquor section and found these cool little individually wrapped cocktails, but they come three to a pack called Buzz Balls. Oh, we've got those here. Have you seen those? Yeah. I bought her, bought her a three-pack of, uh, what is this called? Chalk Teas. And it, it's got uh, premium vodka, orange wine, and cream with natural flavors. Oh yeah. So if if they're the ones I'm thinking about, it's a it's a it's a can, but it's plastic, and it's but round. It, it's, it's round, yeah. But yeah. there's three, and there's and they're uh, sealed together. It looks kind of like if you turned it sideways, it'd look like the human centipede. But <laughs> it's it's actually uh, three things of uh, of uh, like alcohol. Well, that's cool. I haven't, I have not tried one. I'm just saying it's there. And, uh, but what I was thinking, and this is where, you know, where I kind of get excited about, about things like this. Why can't somebody pick up the ball and make pre made absinthe and put it in this and sell it as an absinthe cocktail already pre made for you? Why, Jerry? Tell me why. Tell you something why. I know. Um, here's well, why? Yeah, heck, why not? But because you put wine in, in a Capri Sun uh, package, and people do that and they sell it. Let, let me let me ask you something though. All right, go ahead. All right, have you ever tasted a pre-made cocktail that's been packaged that tastes anywhere near as good as an actual cocktail? Yes. Really? Because I, I haven't. Did. I tasted it was uh they they made these um uh rum and cokes in a can. Huh. A pre-made one, rum and coke in a can, and I thought they sold them uh I want to say was it Bevmo or Trader Joe's? I can't quite remember, but it was one of those stores and it was pre-made and it came in a can kind of like the white claw or whatever, whatever. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The white craw or whatever that thing is. The white craw. Uh, the white uh, and it tasted great. I was mm. like, wow, this is really good. So it's got the rum, it's got the Coke built into it. And it's like, oh my gosh. It, uh, I was thinking to myself, if Jack Daniels doesn't come up with a pre-made Jack and Coke, they are missing the boat. There is one. I've had it. It's not that great. Oh, I mean, really? Unless I'm thinking about something else. But right. I could swear there was a Jack Daniels Coke that you could buy. It was a well, hard, hard, hard cola, it was called. Hard cola, there you go. Yes, I know they have their uh, Twisted Tea, which is like iced tea with Jack Daniels in it. Yeah, but I've I've had a cola, and none of them taste anywhere near as good as an actual cocktail that you make yourself. Really? No, the Far one as I, I had was, was a well, generic one, and it tasted pretty good. Well, I, I do have to put it this way, though. Um, I, I've been spoiled really badly by, by the, uh, uh, the bartenders who I've been uh, up until recently seeing. Oh, yes. You well, know. see, that's different though. And that's and different. really, and it is seriously, it has made it hard for me to drink other stuff. 
because I mean, they make their, they, they always, if it's orange juice or something like that, it's always free, fresh squeezed. If, if they're making, um, um, some sort of, um, um, what do you call the sugar water? The simple syrup. They, they make the simple syrup, but they do it with, you know, they put extra stuff in it and and amp it up. If they're making, um, a, um, a bloody Mary, they're using vodka where they infused pepper and, and garlic into it. And it's just, so I'm spoiled, completely spoiled by these, these people who really know what they're doing. And now, I mean, it's to the point where I can make something at home that is passable but anytime I buy something pre-made, I'm like, man, this tastes like chemicals to me. Right. It just right. doesn't taste real. It, it, the flavors taste artificial. You know. Right. It's like it's lacking. It's lacking. Yeah. So I'm a bad one to judge these things. I think. All right. Well, I can't hold that against you then. No. That's all I got. That's uh, that's all my alcohol news that I have for the day. Okay. Here I got something. All right. Now I don't. Oh, sorry, I was yelled into the microphone. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's spelled T E R E M A N A. Teramana, I guess. Oh, I don't even know what that is. It is some of the best tequila I have ever had in my life. And you know who makes it or who owns the company? No, The Rock. Really? Yeah. Okay, so now that's kind of cool. It is, and, and I drink it straight. I don't mix it with anything, and it's a hundred percent aguave. It's it's delicious. You know, I have this really good. There's a, a a liquor store slash small grocery store here. Well, not here in town, but next town over, like three blocks from where I work. It's called right. Central Store, right? And he, the guy who owns it, he actually owns all the buildings in that little complex. It's a little strip mall, but that store is his baby. And he drives out to various places, all over the thing and grabs all this liquor and brings it back. So he's got the best selection of beer you've ever seen, especially in a, in a small place. Right. And I mean, it's, they can't compete with uh, a BevMo or something, but it's, for for what it is, it's amazing, and they have the best. Uh, they don't have a, a huge liquor selection, but they have a selection of some of the best stuff and the hardest to find stuff. Really, and I walk in there, and I say, "Hey, what's really good?" And he'll just hand me a bottle, and I'll just trust him. And it's he's never steered me wrong. So, I want to shout out to Central Store in Moline, Illinois for being awesome and open still. <laughs> yes. Well, that's good. See, that's for the, for nice the longest here. time, that was the only place you could go in and actually find toilet paper too. <laughs> right. Hey, um, out, let's, let's do, um, uh, to our listeners. If you have a, um, a favorite local place that you want to shout out and give, um, or a favorite bartender or a favorite bar or anything like that, why don't you give us a call on our call-in line, which 
I will say in a minute because I don't have it in front of me, darn it. Cause I, well, that's, I, I, I think was... that's a great idea. In fact, why don't we take it a step further and call us up or write in the comments or whatever it is you have, uh, any of your favorite, uh, businesses that serve alcohol, like Jerry said, like your, if there are bars that are offering a uh, curbside, uh, which ironically, most of the police pick me up curbside after I've been to a bar. <laughs> uh, but uh, if if there's like a liquor store that's opened or an establishment that you know that serves like great margaritas or something like that, let us know. We can compile a list and put it on our webpage. Oh yeah, that would be cool. Okay, here it is. Yeah, I, I didn't have I don't have this number memorized because it's a it's a Washington D.C. number. It is two o three. Four five zero six three seven five. We have still never had anyone call us except Dan or myself as a joke. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, we, we would love to have some people uh, call. Uh, how funny I is that? Be, or you that, can. Uh, it's true. It's yeah. funny because it's true. Well, I, I just don't know if people do that anymore. I don't know. People don't pick up the phone. It's like, uh, you know, it's like uh, people either look and go, oh, my God, I wish they'd text me. If, if <laughs> that's, you that's know, about, that's about all they do. You could text us there. I haven't even thought about that. It's a Google voice number. It'll accept texts. You could text us a message at 203-450-6375. Maybe that was the missing part of the information I needed to give. You oh, can send us a text. Yeah. Uh, we'd rather hear your voice and play it on the on the podcast, but if you're yeah. shy, give us a text at 203-450-6375. Well, there you go. Yeah. Or, or there's an app you could use. It's called the Anchor.fm app. We are on Anchor.fm. Uh, that has, if you have the app and you listen to other podcasts on the app, you could actually look us up and send us a voicemail directly through that. Or you could go to the, uh, the website, anchor.fm, look up, I almost said slow death in the afternoon podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the green hour. The green hour with Dan and Sherry. And yes. as long as you're not using the Safari browser, you could send us a message that way. Anyway, yeah. There you go. And we would appreciate a message. We would. We would. We'd love well, to hear from you for once. And and with and with that, we've uh, kind of hit uh, our mark, especially since we have that uh, interview that has yeah been that, that that will we'll do tomorrow. But ha- that you have already heard. <laughs> yes, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear it uh, because I'm sure it was enlightening and fascinating. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope so too. Now watch, we don't even use it. We'll like be like, oh, that was or that was uh, that was words. words. <laughs> well, <laughs> those I, were words that we heard, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Okay, let's see. Um, it's the USBG Foundation at usbgfoundation.org. That yes. is the what does it stand for? It is the US Bar uh, at usbg.org. Let me go there. Hold on. <laughs> The United name? States, the United States Bartenders Guild. Oh, I was right. Okay, you were right. You were right. Yeah. <laughs> I just noticed so, the uh, USBG. Yeah, uh, USBG, uh, USB CBGB. Oh, bartender. nice. All right. Hey, so we've we've donated, right? Um, we did. We did. Uh, how much did we donate? We did. We don't. Blah, 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 blah. That's how much. 
that much. $50 out of my own wallet I donated. They have raised $5 million. They oh, have, have they raised really? $5 million. That is wonderful. There's wow, 450 volunteers, uh, one of which I will be if I get laid off. Um, oh. Because I love my local bar staff so much. I want to do everything I can for them. In fact, uh, they've been serving um, curbside, right? So I could still go buy growlers of beer at right. my, my favorite um, uh, place. And when you do that, you could, they've actually set up, thank goodness, on their website, a place where you go order it in advance and pay for it in advance and tip them in advance. And I've been tipping like crazy. Good because, for you, as well, you should. Well, you know, all the money that I'm not spending at the bar now is still sitting in my bank. And so I'm trying to give back to these people who I love, who give me such joy in my life because I am such an alcoholic. And so I want to make sure that they're taken care of. So when this is all over with, they can, can go back to your status. and I could start sitting there again and getting drunk to the point where someone else has to drive me home. Thank you. There you go. You know, uh, and, and, and may I say that uh, uh, most process servers are serving curbside. In fact, <laughs> served by one of my ex-wives curbside. So it worked out very well. <laughs> so on that note, <laughs> well, wait, wait. There, there's an important part about this, though. But I mean, you don't. If you could donate to the USBG uh, Foundation dot org, yes. donate if you wish. If you need money and you're a bartender or waitstaff or other qualified person, you could go to them and get money, even if you're not a member. Because this do, is what do it's we know for. how much do we know how much they uh, they're giving out? Um, I suppose we will know that <clears throat> tomorrow. <laughs> oh, when they, yeah, after we talk to her, you know, because I actually I do know some uh, bartenders who are yeah. uh, who are out of work, and it's very sad. It's, it are you very, telling very them sad. about this? Well, I, you know what, I have not because I've been looking for the. Uh, the thing online and cannot find where they can go. Oh, it's you go to usbgfoundation.org, you click on I'm COVID there. 19 relief and response, and uh, you scroll down, and there's a thing where you fill out an application for oh, a the grant. bartender, the bartender emergency assistance application. Yeah, is that the one? Well, um, I I just scroll down, and I see grants want to fill out an application. Is that the one? The eligibility requirement? Yeah. All right. And I will I will send that to uh I've got three friends that yeah. desperately be in need of uh I, I've sent that to mine, but my my friends are are uh, very creative. Uh, one of them she's doing um yoga online. So she's doing yoga classes for people who are stuck at home. And uh, my other one, who we talked about last time, <laughs> he's doing crop top uh, cocktail shop online and making money via tips and stuff. So, yeah. Anyway. Well, there you go. Shout out All to right. them. I just sent that. Thank you so much for that incredible resource because uh, people like you help keep the people like us uh, in alcohol. Yeah. Basically, I mean, if, if we're if we're just saying what it is, 
Well, also, and uh, like I said uh, last episode, uh, sometimes the bartender is better than a therapist. <laughs> when you That's need, true. When you need some in, and and they'll. I, I've I've had two of them tell me, yeah, that's part of the job. You yeah. listen, you, you're friends with these people, and you listen to them, and you let them vent on you. And cheaper for an hour. Yeah. Per per. But uh, if you vent, and you get drinks too. That's a good if thing. if you vent and bend the ear of your bartender, you make sure to tip them. Please, yeah, please do because they, they're earning it. <laughs> they are. They are definitely earning it for some of you people. My God, some of you people, there should be a, a separate bill just as a surcharge. Yeah, like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Jerry, as always, it's been a, a pleasure talking to you. Sorry about uh, missing uh, our appointment no, round. No, no worries. No worries. Um, and uh, uh, stay well, my friend. I'm, I'm, I'm will, doing yes. okay. Stay isolated, people. Uh, if you have to go out, uh, please wear a mask. If you if you can't wear a mask, can you please wear a uh, protective radiation suit? <laughs> not, not that it'll it'll help anything, but you'll look cool. You'll look really cool doing it. And a, we want you around. Wear a space bubble. Wear a space bubble. Wear you know what? Get one of those uh, those big uh, inflatable sumo suits. Yeah, that'll work. Well, it doesn't really cover your face, but, get, but those, wear a mask. Wear you, can, a mask. you can get those big clear balls that you like seal yourself into and walk oh yeah water. there you go yeah do that people because that would, would make i would Could love imagine? to see people walking down the street inside of those big vinyl bubbles that would traffic, be awesome. <laughs> traffic fatalities would dramatically drop <laughs> could you imagine getting hit by a car well i was walking to 7-eleven and i ended up in idaho <laughs> don't know what happened uh. I didn't but anyway, you bounce that far. Yeah, well, it's, if you fill it with helium, it's a whole different experience. And your voice sounds cool too. Yeah, exactly. All right, goodbye. All right, my friend uh, uh, readers, thanks for uh, listening. I keep calling them readers. My God, you can tell I'm old. I'm ready. I'm ready for the farm. I should just, I should just lay out in the street and just uh, wait for curbside funerals. Okay, I was quiet so you'd have the last word. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't ignoring you. I was letting you know. No, I I didn't know. I thought, oh, he hung up. No, we're we're already done now. Once again, you've got the last word. Talking to myself. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. <laughs> <laughs>